Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. In the news today, shocking stats about coal use in 2022. And if I start coughing throughout this entire live stream, you'll you'll know why. <laughs> and um, we'll, we'll get to the <laughs> we'll get to the title of the article, and you'll see why I've been coughing. And oh, by the way, Josh, can you just chime in every 30 seconds? during this live stream and just say, take that Putin. Take that Putin. Okay. Got it. Okay. Let's shoot over to CNBC and see what we got. Global coal use is on course to hit an all time high this year. Josh, take that Putin. There you go. <laughs> Actually, I should go over to the live stream. Everyone in the chat, go ahead and type in, take that Putin. <laughs> Ah, that's great. So we go back here. And like we say on this channel all the time, it's just the unintended consequences are, are well, the unintended consequences where it's just so uh, obvious to anyone who is paying attention. If you set up these sanctions, you're going to just completely well, destroy your economy. You're, you're going to have very big problems as far as energy. And if energy is the economy, then you're going to have big problems with the economy as a whole. But think about all the people that have been pushing this climate change agenda, climate change, climate change, climate change, climate change. And what is the absolute worst in their eyes? The, 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 the devil, the, the antichrist, if you will, it would be coal. So sure enough, these politicians that sit there and preach about how we need to go green and how we need to have the agenda 2030 and, a, and net zero by 2050. These are the same politicians that say, yes, we have to sanction Putin. And then just rational people say, well, wait a minute, aren't, aren't you going to be making this energy problem worse? Aren't you going to be making climate change worse? Aren't you going to be destroying your economy? And then the only response you get is, well, <laughs> we got to do something. We got to do something. Okay, bravo, politicians, golf clap to all you green politicians that had to do something. Now, look at the results. You've got coal at an all-time high as far as the use. And before we go further, I want to give a huge shout-out to my partner, one of my partners in Rebel Capitalist Pro, Chris McIntosh. And uh, I'll... I'll give myself a, a little pat on the back here. Not, not too much because it's really the credit is um, really should go to Chris McIntosh. But we started talking about coal in at the beginning of 2020 when I first set up Rebel Capitalist Pro. And uh, in fact, if you go back to whiteboard videos, I was in live streams. I was talking about buying coal, which I did. I bought the, the coal back then, the coal ETF, it was KOL. But I bought that back in March of 2020. And the whole thing was, you know, this push is going to lead to less supply. Obviously, we couldn't have foreseen what was happening with Ukraine and whatnot. But the trend was for the supply to go down while demand stays relatively the same, even with all this green, all these green narratives. And then when you lay over those sanctions, that just exacerbates the problem. So again, if someone was paying attention uh, from an investment standpoint, you, you could have seen this one coming a mile away as well. At least the price increasing uh, to the degree to which it has. 
Global coal use is slated to increase by 1.2% to hit a record high this year. Take that, Putin. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. <laughs> the price of fossil fuels has seen a substantial jump this year. Josh. Take that, Putin. <laughs> and this has prompted a wave of fuel, fuel switching away from gas, pushing up demand for more price competitive options, which, by the way, are far worse for the environment. Take that, Putin. There we go. Thanks. Okay. Moving down the article here. Got coal markets have been shaken severely in 2022 with the traditional trade flows disrupted. Yeah. Who could have ever guessed that these sanctions on Russia? Or the lockdowns in 2020 would have disrupted global supply chains. I mean, no one could have seen that one happening, right? Of course. They continue to say the price of fossil fuels saw a substantial jump this year. Oh, not just this year. You go all the way back to 2020. And the price of fossil fuels pretty much went straight up. This has prompted a wave of fuel switching away from gas, pushing up demand for more price competitive options. It is said that coal use and electricity generation was set to rise by a little over 2% this year. Coal usage in industry is actually slated to fall by more than 1%, with this decline attributed to lower steel and iron production. Right, but then what happens if you do a Green New Deal, if you do infrastructure spending, if you have all the countries like Colombia and uh, South America, Asia, you know, all these countries within those regions that are growing their economy? That means more infrastructure. More infrastructure means more steel, more iron, i.e. more coal. The, the argument for coal is very similar to the argument Jim Rogers made for lead in the early 2000s. And it's almost identical that, yes, you're going to see a drop off in demand to a certain degree, but there's going to be other areas where demand is going to pick up. Back then, uh, Jim used the example of paint. Because for those of you who were adults back then, you remember that uh, lead was the persona non grata. Lead was the devil back then. And no one wanted to use it in paint because it was getting poison and kids' blood and all these things. So people thought that the demand would just absolutely plummet and go to zero for lead. And Jim Rogers said, no, 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 let's think about this. We've got China coming up and they're going to be going from using horses and donkeys to mopeds and then from mopeds to cars and from cars to trucks and what do mopeds cars and trucks need batteries what do you need for batteries lead so although you may have demand coming down in the western world you've got demand increasing throughout the rest of the of uh of throughout the rest of the world the these countries that are just developing and therefore on net balance the demand will stay the same, but you're going to have just zero production because no one's going to be investing capital into something that's the devil. And we just fast forward to 2020, and it was the exact same argument, exact same carbon copy. And by the way, I would encourage you to, uh, that was Jim Rogers' book, Hot Commodities, in which he wrote in like 2003, 2004. I would, I would encourage you to look at a chart of the price of lead from 2004 to like 2008. It's a moonshot. I mean, just parabolic off the charts, which is exactly what we've seen with coal. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the 
incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. The world is close to peak in fossil fuel use, famous last words, with coal set to be the first to decline, but we're not there yet. How, how can you say this out loud? A peak fossil fuel use. I know we don't have that chart, Josh, but um, for those of you who watch my whiteboard video, I'm sure you've seen me show this chart numerous times as far as energy use going back to like the 1800s. And you see it, especially around 1950, go completely parabolic. And we never use less of the prior energy source. We just add energy sources on top of what we're already using. So as an example, today we use more biofuels, i.e. Uh, lumber, uh, dung, cow dung and whatnot. We use more of that than we did back in the 1800s when it was like 95% of our power usage. And, you know, same thing, we get coal, we get natural gas, we get oil, we get wind and solar, and we never use less of the last energy source. We never have. So this guy coming out and saying that we're at peak fossil fuel, that, that's completely irresponsible. And it flies in the face of history. I, I, I would ask this person, how are you coming to that conclusion? I mean, just look at a chart for heaven's sakes. It's like these people, they just throw out these statements as though they're just obvious. And then what happens is the mainstream media just repeats them over and over and over and over and over again without even scratching beneath the surface to see if it has any merit whatsoever. And then people hear it, and then they just assume that since they hear it so often and they hear it repeated so many times that it's, well, it's just got to be true, and then they just take it as though it's fact. It's just written in stone. Coal demand is stubborn and will likely reach an all-time high this year. Okay. <laughs> At the same time, there are many signs that today's crisis in accelerating the development of renewables, energy-efficient heat pumps, and this will moderate coal demand in the coming years. Although new technology has never moderated demand for any fuel source whatsoever. It's never happened in history. So I guess this time it's different, right? <laughs> and by the way, if we let's just assume for a moment he's right, that this is peak demand for, for fossil fuels. And moving forward, uh, it's going to go down from here. Or, or peak usage, let's say. What, what does that mean for global GDP? You guys know. It goes straight down. And if you've got a population that's going up, and if you've got energy going down, GDP goes down, what happens to the standard of living per capita? Goes right down, back down as well. So yeah, I mean, sure. We could go into a world 
where we're using a lot less fossil fuels. But that's a world where the standard of living goes right back to where we were in the 1800s. It is, so they say, uncertainty ahead. It is forecast global coal demand plateauing near 2022 levels. Yeah, right, but let's just go back to 2019. Uh, would they have said this? No, they would have said that that was 2019 that we were hitting a plateau. <laughs> Every year they just keep pushing it forward to match their narrative. Russia was the biggest supplier of nat gas petroleum oils in the EU. EU uh, bound exports of Russian gas have slid this year, prompting major Europeans. Yeah, okay, we got it. There you go, guys. So just uh, realize that these commodities are, uh, the, the, the demand is very inelastic. So you can sit there and say how no one's going to use XYZ in the future, but you've got to think that one through, especially if you're a prudent investor and trying to figure out how to position your portfolio for the 2020s. And this is one of the main reasons why I'm so bullish on commodities, not at this price, uh, but if we can get them a lot cheaper in the next recession, why I'm so bullish on them over the long term, because you've got very little money going into it. It's, it's persona non grata, right? ESG, ESG, ESG. So you have very little supply being created in the future, but yet you have demand staying relatively the same, especially when you consider Africa, South America, Asia, all of these countries doing exactly what China did, where they went from riding bikes and riding horses to riding mopeds, mopeds, to cars, cars, to trucks. And then once you go to trucks, then maybe you go to a Tesla. But I can promise you, you don't go from a horse to a Tesla. It doesn't work that way. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. I want to remind everyone that today is the day of the big debate between myself, uh, Michael Saylor, and Doomberg. Uh, I'm going to be pushing back on some of Michael's views uh, around Bitcoin. And then Doomberg is going to be pushing back on some of his views regarding how he set up his balance sheet for MicroStrategy and how he's kind of bet the company on, on Bitcoin price going up. So that should be a very fun discussion slash debate, and it'll be right here live on this channel today at 1 p.m. Eastern time.